Gail Trotter, a conservative voice for you, right inside our nation's capital. Legal and political analysis. Now, The Gail Trotter Show. Hi, I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's the end of the week, and I just wanted to bring three topics to you that caught my interest this week. Uh, the first one was this report of a person who was in one of these satanic death metal groups, and he experienced the coronavirus, and he tells the experience of how he thought he, like Dante, went into the seven levels of hell, and when he came came out of it, he was so surprised that he survived it and had this vision of, you know, actually hell that he decided he, quote, didn't think Satan was cool anymore. So I just want to share with you his experience of descending into hell while he had COVID-19. While in the coma, Carol said he had dreams of visiting the afterlife. He saw himself leave his body and plummet down to hell where Satan, a woman in his case, punished him for the deadly sin of sloth, morphing him into a Jabba the Hutt-like monster who vomited blood until he had a heart attack. I woke up on the hospital bed with tubes coming in and out of me, and there was a nurse right there, and my first words were... Am I still in hell? Carol said the nurse ignored me. Well, I'm sure the nurse has heard much worse, but how fascinating that we have this tale of someone who's experienced COVID-19, which I think a lot of us right now in hearing the stories of people who have experienced this terrible, terrible virus, it is hellish for them. And to have this gentleman who had spent his life kind of rebelling and being in this death metal group, uh, to have this experience where he suddenly doesn't think Satan is cool anymore, I think that's a silver lining from all of this, and that certainly caught my attention. The second topic I want to talk with you about is a really positive note. We covered yesterday in our episode, I went through the details of the motion for writ of mandamus in the General Flynn case, and that's where his lawyers asked the court above the court that is overseeing his case to essentially order the judge in the case, Judge Emmett Sullivan, to grant the motion to dismiss with prejudice, which would make the entire criminal case against General Flynn go away and never be resurrected. And so General Flynn's lawyers filed this motion and the higher court yesterday came out with an order to that judge, Judge Emmett Sullivan, saying he has to have within 10 days a response to General Flynn's lawyer's motion. And the order cited this case that I was describing to you that essentially ruled that a judge cannot assume the role of the prosecutor, that if the judge thinks that the prosecutor is going too leniently on the defendant, the judge doesn't get to insert his opinion in the case. There are two parties, there's the government, there's the defendant, and they need to resolve it. And the judge is supposed to be that umpire calling balls and strikes, not getting up to bat at the uh, plate or to try and be a pitcher. So this is a really positive sign in General Flynn's case. 
Writs of mandamus, as they are called, are very rare to have issued, but there is such flagrant abuse by the government in this case at the highest levels of the FBI, as we talked about yesterday, that vendetta put on by the highest level at the FBI by politically motivated officials. And we're seeing that the judge is continuing this abuse of General Flynn by not immediately granting this pro forma ministerial order and instead, not only not granting the motion, but then calling for Friends of the Court briefs to be filed against General Flynn, and also appointing a partisan, John Gleason, this former prosecutor, a former Clinton judge who's in this law firm that represented Attorney General Sally Yates in a separate case, and we learned yesterday also that this John Gleason worked with one of the chief lawyers on the Mueller investiga investigatory team. And just like they just feel like they can get away with anything, this lawyer that John Gleason worked with, Andrew Weissman, is holding a political fundraiser to support Joe Biden for president. So you remember Joe Biden was in that call in the White House or in that meeting in the White House talking about the Kislyak-Flynn call, and now he's running for president. So I think it just underscores even more that the Obama administration misused the the intelligence powers of the federal government to try and harm a political opponent. So this challenge to the judge judge's order in General Flynn's case will be heard by a three-judge panel. One of the three judges was appointed by Reagan to the lower court and then by Bush to the circuit court, to the appeals court. One of the, one of the three judges was appointed by President Obama and the third judge was appointed by President Trump. And I had the great honor to sit in the Senate Judiciary Hearing Room and listen to her confirmation hearing, Naomi Rao. And I live tweeted her confirmation hearing, and it was so fascinating to be there. It's uh, really great to hear women who are strong believers independent of the independent judiciary and faithful to the Constitution and to see them be advanced by this administration. And you hear all the time how awful President Trump is about women, and yet here he is giving really excellent women chances and elevating them in his administration, elevating them to the federal bench. And now this woman whom he nominated will be there to protect the rights of someone who has been maligned by the government, dragged through the mud, faces financial ruin, the most terrible things that the government can do to you in our society. Uh, she is gonna be able to hear this case fairly and we're not gonna see this legislating from the bench or what the abuses we're seeing that Judge Sullivan is doing by not automatically dismissing the charges against General Flynn, the charge against General Flynn, as the government has gone forward and said, no crime, and this was a, an abuse. The prosecutors completely abused the process, the procedures, and the rights of General Flynn. And so we're gonna keep an eye on this. Uh, as I said, Judge Sullivan has 10 days to respond. And it's interesting too, the order did not ask 
for John Gleason to weigh in on this. And you might not know this, but when the attorneys for General Flynn filed their motion to get this writ of mandamus, the government did not have any input to that because they've already stated on the record what their opinion is. They think that the charge against General Flynn should be dropped and should never be brought up again because there was no crime, they can't prove a crime, and there was all this prosecutorial abuse. So we're going to keep an eye on that for you and we'll keep following that story and we'll bring you any updates as they come. The third topic that I want to address with you, and you can be thinking about it all this weekend, is who is Vice President Joe Biden going to pick to be his vice president? And we're seeing a lot of excitement in the liberal mainstream media about who that pick is going to be. Yesterday, we heard that Amy Klobuchar is being asked to submit to the vetting process. And uh, CNN had a list of 10 women that the author thought were most likely to be picked by Vice President Biden to be his running mate. And I caught a big factual error in this article by the fake news CNN. Uh, Chris Zilla apparently wrote this article. And one of the women that he said is on this 10-woman shortlist for Joe Biden to pick as his running mate is the governor of New Mexico. And the article by Chris Zilla of CNN says that this governor, Grisham, was the first Hispanic female governor in the country. And that's not true. The first female Hispanic governor in the country was Susana Martinez, also the governor of New Mexico, like Grisham, but she was a Republican. So I guess for liberal media types, they don't think that Republican women count. And we saw evidence of this earlier this week, too, where the uh, fake news media, they do not like to give Republicans credit for what they have done and the great things that they have done. And I had the pr great privilege of meeting Governor Martinez when she was in office. And she told this very compelling story about her father, who was a security guard, and how she understood about how violent the world and dangerous the world is. And that was part of what informed her being such a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. And I was very impressed with her. Of course, you know, Republicans don't agree on all issues, but we have shared values in our Constitution. And for CNN, Chris Zilla, not to give the Republicans credit for Susanna Martinez's excellent achievement in being the governor of New Mexico, I'm not surprised. And I bet you're not surprised either that CNN, fake news CNN, would leave that off, that very important detail off their list. So let's go into some of the other 10 people on this list compiled by CNN. We have Kamala Harris, the former senator, the senator from California who is trying to worm her way into being the running mate for Joe Biden. We also see Gretchen Whitmer, who has gotten a lot of press coverage through her handling of the coronavirus. And she has been excitedly telling the press that she is on Joe Biden's list and she is being vetted as well. I also mentioned Amy Klobuchar, who had her own presidential campaign, but obviously has pulled out in, in favor of Joe Biden now, too. And uh, also on this list, you might know that the press has really been pushing for Stacey Abrams. 
and she seems to be a media darling. Uh, but I think the people who want Biden to win are arguing against him picking her because they think that she doesn't have enough experience and that she would be a drag on the ticket. So it's quite fascinating. I don't have a dog in this race, but uh, and I certainly wouldn't deem to try to give the Democrats advice because I certainly wouldn't want to take advice from them. But it's very interesting to see their reactions, especially to Amy Klobuchar being considered as Joe Biden's running mate, uh, because you remember Bernie had such a big swell of support and he was far to the left. And a lot of people who supported him, who are still sticking with the Democrats, are, are outraged that Biden would even consider Klobuchar. They don't see her as pure enough, as radical enough. And it's just fun as a spectator to see kind of the infighting in the Democrat Party, because this is a really critical, critical decision. You might remember how uh, when John McCain was running for president, a lot of conservatives held their noses and supported him. And when he picked Sarah Palin to be his vice presidential running mate, he got a swell of uh, enthusiasm and support from conservative Republicans who were so excited to see someone who spoke their language as his running mate. And it gave them a lot more comfort with voting for John McCain than they had prior to that. It also made the mainstream media's heads explode. And they went after her with a viciousness that I really have never seen before. So it's very interesting to see what's going to happen with Joe Biden's pick. Obviously, we don't have the same issue on the Republican side because there's already a vice president and they have been a really excellent team together. They seem to balance each other out. They bring a lot of different constituencies to the mix. And uh, even if people didn't think that necessarily they would be a good fit before President Trump was elected, they have seen how well Mike Pence and Donald Trump have worked together, and it has been a very, uh, very convivial partnership. So we're going to keep following the presidential contest, and I would like to ask you down below to comment, who do you think Joe Biden is going to pick as his running mate? I suspect it will be Kamala Harris, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went in a different direction. But that's my prediction, barring something else coming up. So thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single weekday episode. Hit the bell and comment down below on what topics you'd like me to cover next. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.